Hello and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Since 1934, American Dry Cleaner magazine has been the industry's number one magazine. I've been the American Dry Cleaner editor for the past two years and in my 36th year in publishing. Today, we're joined by Jan Barlow, owner of Jan's Professional Dry Cleaners, located in Clio, Michigan. Jan is also the past president of the Dry Cleaning and Laundry Institute, and she's also the chair of the National Fire Protection Association, NFPA 32. It's the group's standard for dry cleaning. Most of you know Jan in the industry, and we're very happy to have her today on the podcast. Jan, welcome. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you here, and we'll start off right away. Let's just give uh, listeners a little bit of your background, if you would, Jan. Share with us how you got started in dry cleaning, and maybe just to throw in a little bit about your family background, uh, just maybe where you're born, grew up, and went to school, that sort of stuff. Well, I got into the industry quite by accident. Uh, there was a recession in 1981, and so um, I was born in the Flint area, I grew up in a small suburb outside of Flint called Burton. I graduated in a class with a little more than 100 people. I went to Michigan State and had a Bachelor of Arts in English education with a minor in library science. So after teaching for five years, I thought I would find a job in business. And that meant to me maybe a banking or brokerage without a business degree, my future employers in those fields didn't think I was very appealing. So uh, my dad was a tile contractor and was doing a lot of work for a gentleman who was building a lot of laundromat, dry cleaning combinations. They had discussed my situation, and uh, this gentleman, his name was Bill Banneke, he said that he would be willing to teach me this business if I was interested. I found my real estate in October of 1981, and once purchased in November, we went to work on remodeling it. So I just decided when I first opened that I wasn't going to be a mom and pop. I would be open seven days a week from 8 in the morning until 10 at night. So Jan, let me ask you a second question. As a dry cleaning owner for many years, you've seen a lot of changes in the industry. Can you share with us a couple of those changes uh, that stand out in your mind? The changes that have stood out in my mind are communication, technology, speed, and the workforce. Back in the day, you had landlines, handwritten tickets, one-hour dry cleaning with one solvent, and dedicated employees. Now you have cell phones, Wi-Fi, computers, and a very fast check-in of garments, but the dry cleaning has changed. There's lots of solvents. There's lots of steps and details to dry cleaning. You get Maybe you can get same-day service. Mostly it's tomorrow or it takes two or three days because you're on a delivery service. Dry cleaning is not even a on the radar as a, a career choice for people. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a uh, uh, PR uh, uh, issue there as well. Um, what have some of those changes meant to your business? You know, especially in tech and other things. What what really hits home at your own counter uh, with some of these changes you've seen? I've made a lot of changes. The changes I've made were I had to embrace the technology. 
And every time I bought new equipment, I worked on eliminating people. So once you embrace the technology of barcodes, then you have assisted assembly or automated assembly. Um, you have a faster check-in that, that way for the clothes. And then you're also able to measure your piece counts because each one of your workstations will be scanning in their pieces. So that's one way. And then every time I bought a piece of equipment, I was trying to eliminate another person. So if I get a better legger and topper, then I don't need to have two of those units. I only need one. If I get a steam tunnel, I can eliminate two or three pressing stations. Um, if you get double buck shirt laundry machines, then um, you're usually faster at being able to get out your production. So. Um, and with the new washing and dry cleaning technology, I've been involved in a new solvent called Sensine, and so I feel like I was able to get off the spotting board. Um, I've been able to streamline operations where I still am doing the same amount of volume, but I have about 30% uh, less staff than I used to. I see. Uh, have you been uh, surprised by anything? Uh, I know that's that's a big quest, question that could take in lots of things, but during your career, uh, not just the changes, but uh, could you share a time when maybe a, a change in the business or maybe something at your business made you uh, surprised and made you have have to uh, you know maybe uh, do something a little little bit different? Well, two things that have surprised me. The first one is more about growing your business. I always volunteered a lot, and I always worked at trying to make things better, you know, to work for the better good. And I thought that everybody was just like me, and they liked to do that. And I found that it's been very difficult to replace myself in the different projects that I've led. So that's one of my biggest surprises. The second, the social media aspect of life now. Um, and yeah. I'm I'm still surprised by that. Me too. I haven't got a good. I I still don't have a real great grip on being able to handle the negative parts of social media. The positive parts are fun and great, and it's always fun to participate that sort of thing. But the negative side that you can't figure out who this person is or how to get a hold of them, not my real name, that sort of thing. Yeah, right. I understand the sort of anonymity of it that you can't just go talk to someone and work it out and and make it better it's it's almost a mystery i understand what you're saying we've chatted before you and i about different hot topics in the fabricator industry today one is certainly finding and keeping good employees could you pass along a quick tip or two to dry cleaning owners listening right now who might be thinking of uh, uh hiring my tip is is that maybe if you're a seasoned dry cleaner like myself, you might not be the right person to be interviewing and hiring people. What I've done is established five tests that I give to people because I have a baseline of knowledge that I want people to come into the job. But I'm not the person that's doing the interviewing anymore. I have found millennial that is the demographic that we're trying to hire. So she's been able to relate to people and bring them in better than I ever could. 
any of the seasoned dry cleaners that actually have a child or grandchild that's in the business, they may be your best target for going out to get getting those new employees. These young people also think different than we of the older generation yes. think. Yes. I find that like right now, if you want to find holiday help, the people that are working for me right now that are in that age group, they've told me stories about, well, you know, a few years ago, I wasn't going to go looking for a job in November or December because I wanted to have the holidays off, and I didn't want to have to work during the holidays. <laughs> wow. Yeah. that's so, Well, that's uh, very interesting tips. Um, uh, since you're chair of the uh, NFPA 32, which is the group standard for dry cleaning, we talk a lot about how important dust control is and maintenance, daily maintenance. And I know you and I have talked, I know you once called yourself a, a neat freak and you and that's very important. That's a good, th that's a good thing, Jan. Uh, we see in the, in the news all the time, how these horrifying uh, stories of fires and what it can do. Uh, and of course our last year PDA winner, uh, Bob Hilker, they went through a huge fire and were able to rebuild. So we, it's in our, all of our minds, all of the dry cleaning owners minds. Is there a, just a good, tip or two, a reminder, as long as we have everybody's ear right now, a good reminder that you can pass along to listeners? The reminder I have is you just have to make it a habit every day to be able to clean out the lint and the dust in your facility. It's just part of your job that if you come in, the first thing you do is you clean out all the dryers and you wipe down you know, your work area before you get started. And at the end of the day, we cover and sweep and mop everything before we leave. And so everybody has to just spend the first 10 or 15 minutes before they get started making sure that their place is orderly. And at the end of the day, that they find it, they put it back better than they found it, the, you know, when they came in. Right. Um, so a vacuum <laughs> and a dust rag, <laughs> a broom and a, dustpan are your best friends to make this uh prevent your fires from happening right that's great great reminder just in, involve it in a part of your day every day and uh that's that's very good um with just a minute or two left because uh, i know you're very busy and i'm gonna let you go but uh we'll knock out a couple real quick questions these can be just real fast answers but on the personal side a little bit about you uh, when you're not hard at work running your successful business. Can you tell us what you do to relax? What's your hobbies? Uh, my hobbies are I have a pretty tight family unit. Um, my mom is quite active still, and she's 90, so I make sure that she has a, a good time just about, you know, every day or two. So we like to plan things and do stuff. I love to travel. I've been a travel bug all my life. And uh, then I have a lot of properties that I own, and just maintaining the properties, those are my hobbies. Wow. A little game we like to play in three words. How would you describe our dry cleaning industry today? I would say innovative, adventurous, and evolving. And lastly, uh, Jan, I ask this of everybody, tell us a secret. Keep it clean. Nobody knows about you. I wanted to be a librarian when I grew up. Um, and it paid off because dry cleaning needs a lot of cataloging of material all the time. Well, thank you for speaking with us today here on the podcast, Jan, and uh, have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you for your time today and for being with us here on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast.
The American Dry Cleaner Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest fabric care industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also, be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us and also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is by Alvaro Angelero called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.